Stop taking the hit for your diabetes. Stop getting beat up just so you can have better blood sugars and get along with your type 1 diabetes. Today we're talking about how I fell down a flight of stairs carrying my baby. She was unharmed. I need to add that in there before we get any further. But I need to show you my insulin pump site that took the direct hit. I'm going to show you the actual site. But more importantly, I'm going to walk through where you might be taking the hit for your diabetes and how you can avoid that and live a better life with more flexibility, more freedom, and more enjoyment with the food, the activity, the lifestyle. If you don't know who I am, my name is Matt Vandevecht. I live with type 1 diabetes. That's why I was wearing an insulin pump site in the first place. <laughs> I'm also a certified master fitness trainer and nutritionist. And today we're talking about where you might be subconsciously or maybe even knowingly holding yourself back in life just to make blood sugars cooperate. So before we get into it, we'll start with our theme song and then get into our story. I've spent the last 10 years pushing the limits while identifying trends and patterns in my type 1 diabetes management. Follow along as I learn, apply, and share the fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle strategies that I've learned from diabetes experts around the world. The real question is, how can we live fearlessly with diabetes while maintaining stable blood sugars? This podcast is here to give you the answer. My name is Matt Vandevecht, head coach and co-founder of FTF Warrior, and welcome to Part of My Pancreas. All right, crew. So as you've probably figured out, my baby is good to go. Brooklyn, she's okay, but I did fall down a flight of stairs while I was holding her. Uh, see, I actually was a little distracted. I was wearing socks on a wooden staircase, and I was talking to my, my mom, actually. I was hanging out with my family, and Brooklyn's cousins were there. It was a great time. As I'm walking down, I had just woken her up from a nap and uh, slipped on the last few stairs. Thankfully, dad instincts kicked in. I held her up and I guarded her and took the brunt of the fall. Uh, it was very painful, <laughs> but Brooklyn was unharmed, untouched. You know, as far as she could tell, she had not even experienced a fall because it, it was a perfect daddy save. and I'm proud of it. Uh, but of course, daddy got hit pretty hard. So uh, I fell on my butt, my lower back, my scapula, and just slid down this wooden staircase, and it was rough. And initially, the room was silent. Brooklyn was silent. And she looked at me, and I'm like, ah, right, like, oh, that was painful. Uh, and it was kind of a loud noise, too, so she got scared. She started to cry. The, the fright, right, because it was a very sudden movement and loud noises of daddy falling down the stairs. So my mom took action. She grabbed Brooklyn, walked her outside so she could get some fresh air. Brooklyn loves seeing plants. And so when she got outside, she calmed down, came back in. But I'm still on the floor. I had yet to get up because I was in so much pain. <laughs> my legs were not moving. Uh, my back was just spasming, right? And I had hit some pretty painful spots. And as I finally got to my feet minutes later, uh, and I, I also finally understand the phrase now. I've fallen and I can't get up. I was like, I can't get up right now. It's just too much pain shooting through my body. But I made my way over to the mirror to assess the damage. Lifted my shirt up, looked behind me. And one of the three locations that were now uh, inflamed, you know, red, swollen, right? One of them was my insulin pump site. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> I fell directly on my pump site. Uh, and for anybody who doesn't know, I wear a pump site that is a metal needle. So uh, I fell directly on top of a metal needle. It's pretty intense. So I'm going to show you guys. I actually just took this site out today. So I had no idea this happened. Uh, I delivered insulin for my lunch that day. Everything went fine. And I was like, all right, 
cool. I think that we're good to go. Let's see if that changes the audio. I just realized my mic wasn't where it should be. Uh, so took the site out today after a few days of everything being fine and uh, ultimately discovered that the needle that was under my skin had been bent significantly. And I'm going to show you guys now. So if you don't want to see a needle, look away, I guess. We'll see if it even shows up on camera. So this needle is supposed to be a 90 degree insertion, which means a right angle. It just goes straight in, right? Because of this fall, and this is the first time I've ever seen this. Let's see if it'll show on camera. If I can get it to show up there. There you go. It's at 45 degrees. <laughs> it's no longer straight up and down. It's over and bent to the side. So unbeknownst to me, this needle has been crooked under my skin, causing more inflammation this entire time. Uh, so thankfully, it delivered insulin as intended. Uh, I'm thankful the needle did not snap off under my skin, right? You know, if you pull it out, and you're like, oh, there's, there's no needle. Where did it go? That's uh, an unfortunate thing. And I've actually experienced something similar with some CGMs in the past. Not a fun thing. Uh, they still show up on x-rays. <laughs> Diabetes is a wonderful thing, isn't it? Anyways, I show that to you because I clearly took the hit for that fall, right? And I'll do it a thousand times for my daughter. Like she was untouched. That's exactly how it should have been, right? She's just over one years old. I am not going to let her get hurt if I have anything to say or do about it. But there's some lingering effects that I'm experiencing now. <laughs> it's been days and I'm just now starting to walk normally without a limp because uh, I hit that staircase really hard. Uh, and I realized there's this, this crossover with our diabetes, right? Where a lot of times we're holding up our diabetes as we fall down the stairs, right? Like, oh, don't get hurt. Don't mess up the blood sugar numbers. I got to have a good A1C for my endo, right? And we have these these idols that we have within our diabetes management, where we will take the hit, we take the pain, the restriction, the uh, unfortunate circumstances in order to deliver the better blood sugars, right? And there's actually two sides to this as well. So let's open up this discussion. And if you're in YouTube, I do use the comments. I want to hear your thoughts on this one, you guys. Uh, there's two ways that you can take the hit for your diabetes. And I have experienced both in my life. First one is taking the hit on your health, ignoring the diabetes, right? Like, ah, blood sugars, I don't really care. I'm going to live my life and just see what happens. See, that was me in college and after college. I did not care. It was bad. It was unhealthy. It was dangerous <clears throat> to the point where I would just guess on my insulin. I wouldn't really check my blood sugar numbers, but I traveled the world. I was a collegiate athlete. I lived my life and had a blast, right? So that was me taking the hit on my health side. My blood sugars, guarantee they were not as good as they are now, right? I didn't check them. I wouldn't know exactly where they were at, but I can tell you <laughs> based on how I felt day to day, the lethargicness from high blood sugars, the absolute frustration from the lows, the drained energy, all these different components, right? Those are things that I felt every day. So I knew blood sugars were not stable. They were not healthy but I didn't care. That's where I was taking the hit in my life was in my health. Now, I shifted dramatically a couple years later after a terrifying experience over in Paris. Uh, one of my trips over there, I experienced a low blood sugar that I truly thought was my end. I didn't think I was going to make it through. Uh, it was terrifying. And if you want the whole story, I actually have a training that I used that story for to explain some analogies with diabetes management. Uh, you can go find that training at diabetesinaction.com. 
It's got a ton of gold nuggets. I highly recommend you go look at that uh, if you haven't heard the story yet. And I actually go over something called the 80-20 blood sugar formula. So just go check that out if you haven't yet. Plug it into your, your website thing, diabetesinaction.com. But that uh, that event shifted my mindset surrounding diabetes, created new habits. I became honestly a different person. Like my wife even let me know, like, hey, you changed uh, when you went through that experience, when you thought you were going to die and had a near-death experience. Like you became a different person for a little while, right? Uh, mental health is a fragile thing. <laughs> I can speak from that from experience now. But after that experience, I now took the hit in a different sense. So instead of just pretending diabetes didn't exist and taking the hit with my health, just wrecking my blood sugars day in and day out, I shifted to taking the hit with my lifestyle, my quality of life, my choices in food and activity and travel. Uh, I got offers to travel the world again. And for those of you who don't know, I used to do some modeling and acting here and there. And I had paid trips to go do jobs in like Portugal and in uh, France and Germany. I said, no, I was terrified to travel again. So I held back. I said, no, nope, I'm going to restrict myself. I don't want to deal with that again. That was scary, right? That's me taking the hit for my diabetes. Because in my head, I was like, hey, if I don't travel, if I can control all these variables, my blood sugars will look good. And I won't have to worry about, are they going low? Are they going high? I can make my endo proud, right? I'll get my A1C back in check. Everything will be great. So in that period of my life, I ended up restricting a lot more than just travels. And I found that the more often I restricted, the more often I took the hit, the more habitual it became. Where, you know, at one meal, I'd say, hey, you know what? I don't want to take a bunch of insulin for this. So I'm going to go the low carb option right and i'd opt for like the chicken salad and some carb-free toast and some crap like that right then not knowing that it would lead into more habits more fear more restriction where before i knew it i was eating cardboard for meals eating the same thing every day terrified to have different foods and i would say no to going out with family and friends for meals that's no way to live your life either right i was taking the hit i was falling down the stairs with diabetes up in the air protecting it like don't mess up the blood sugars can't make them mad right so instead i'm gonna hold back my own joy i'm gonna take the hit i'm gonna each time i say no to dinner plans ow right each time i don't eat the food that i want ow i'm beating myself up just to keep diabetes somewhat controlled and i'll add this as well it's still not perfect. Even when you hold everything back and restrict your diet and be really cautious with all your numbers and have insulin on board calculations for everything, it's still not perfect, okay? My life still isn't perfect. I still have days where I have blood sugars where I'm like, oof, that was rough. <laughs> I just want you guys to know that I'm not perfect, I'm not this uh, untouchable guru on top of the mountain. I'm just like you. And if I can do it, I guarantee that you can do it. You just gotta have the right formula in place. That's that previous training was all about. Now, the other side to this was I would restrict myself from family outings, right? And, and I would, again, take the hit each time as holding up my diabetes on a pedestal. Don't mess up the numbers because I wanted to have these smooth, stable lines to show it off to my endo. But more importantly for me, it was my mental health coming out of that trip where I thought I was going to die from a low. I came very close to some pretty scary situations. And coming back from that, it's like, I don't want to put myself in danger, right? So I'm not going to go hiking with my friends. What are you nuts? I'm going to go out into the mountains where there's no hospital. There is no chance of getting extra food if I didn't pack enough low snacks. Heck no, I'm going to hold back. But then I think about it. I'm like, 
man, I, I used to love hiking, right? What about bike riding? Oh, I used to bike all the way down to the beach. We'd have a great time, hang out with friends and family. No, I'm not going to do that anymore because what if I go low, right? Or what if I overtreat the low and I go high? Oh, it's just not worth it. Ow, right? And I'm taking these hits throughout the days, weeks, months, years where it's like, I got to have the blood sugars stay perfect. Can't make the blood sugars cry, right? Now, you might notice there's a little bit of an inconsistency in my story versus the analogy I'm giving, right? With Brooklyn, my daughter, every single time, a thousand times over, I will take that fall. I have no issue with that. <laughs> I will beat myself up time and time again to make sure she is as safe and as happy as possible. But with diabetes, you reach a point where you're like, this isn't the quality of life that I signed up for right? Is my diabetes truly worth it? It turns out there's a better way to doing diabetes, right? To having more flexibility and more freedom with your life where you don't have to fall in the first place. Turns out if you wear socks that have little rubbery soles, like grips on them, you don't fall. <laughs> so maybe that's my next step as a dad is just to wear socks that have grips on the bottom. But with your diabetes, there are precautions you can take. There's also different strategies, that you can use to navigate these situations so you don't have to take the fall in the first place. So instead of saying, oh, no, I can't have that food. Oh, nope, can't go on that three-hour bicycle excursion because I'm worried about my blood sugars. Instead of taking the hit, ow, 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 right? We can focus on, well, how can I have that food? How can I experience this excursion? How can I have fun in life and not worry about taking the fall for my diabetes, but instead safely navigating these scenarios where I can both experience the fun, but also have controlled blood sugars. So I want you to do this kind of thought experiment with me for a minute. And this is going to be difficult for a lot of people as it was for me, because a lot of times we've been restricting things over the years and we've forgotten that we restricted it in the first place where it's like, no, I, I think I actually like low carb, right? And it's like, wait a second, I used to eat pizza. I used to eat pasta. Not like the crappy low carb cauliflower crust stuff that you get in the store. That's disgusting, right? Like real pizza, real pasta. Uh, none of this like cauliflower rice. No, like white rice, right? Brown rice, jasmine rice, whatever it is that you appreciate. No, like real foods where it's not being altered to be lower carb so that you can be in your safe space. Instead, real good food that you actually enjoy that if you weren't diabetic you would choose it Oof, i know that one stings to hear because a lot of us don't like to think like that if i weren't diabetic how would i make this decision differently and for me that one hit really deep where i was like "Ooh, if i wasn't diabetic i would have gone on that hike Ooh, if i wasn't diabetic i would have gone out with my friends to go eat Italian food. Ooh, if I wasn't diabetic, I would have said yes to those trips. I would have uh, planned adventures. I would have hung out with my kids, cousins, parents, grandparents, whatever it is that you're missing out on. If you weren't diabetic, would you have made those decisions differently? Would the food on your plate look different if you weren't diabetic? Now, I want you to think about that for a second, okay? This is a thought experiment. There's no judgment because I answered those with a yes. Would my decisions be differently if I weren't diabetic? Yes, they would. It's, it's something we need to be honest with ourselves about. And sometimes those decisions being different are okay. 
right? If I have double arrows down on my CGM and I'm at 60, is it a wise decision to go for a run with no low snacks at that moment? No, <laughs> you should probably take the hit momentarily and be like, all right, I need to grab a juice box. Hey, friends, can you can you wait for me for just a sec? All right, cool. I'll be out there in a little bit. I got to fix this low that's going to take me out, right? Alternatively, if you got double arrows up and you're sitting down for pizza, you probably shouldn't eat before you take insulin. Probably, right? I'm, I'm just going to assume there's no medical advice I'm giving out, but I'm going to assume you should probably take insulin before you eat the food if you're already high, right? Double arrows up being at like let's say 250. Let's just give it an obvious example. So yes, there are times where you should alter your decisions, adjust to match the current situation. However, if it's become a habit where you're like, man, this thing that I always do, eat low carb, uh, never work out more than 30 minutes in time, uh, don't travel past a certain distance from home or you know, say no to family outings, whatever it is. If there are things that you're saying no to, that you wouldn't otherwise if you did not live with diabetes, I want you to take a second and think about all the hits that you're taking for diabetes, holding it up and saying, I hope I don't make you too mad, right? I wanna keep you safe blood sugars. And instead ask, how can I do those things? How can I eat my favorite foods? How can I exercise beyond 30 minutes and be safe? How can I travel the world? How can I spend time with my kids or my grandkids? How? right? There are strategies out there. I actually just got off a, an amazing consult with somebody who has type 1 diabetes. We walked them through this formula-driven approach for people who are able to calculate where blood sugars are going. So it's not a matter of taking the hit and suffering. Instead, it's, I'm going to just calculate a couple different factors. We're good, right? I'm going to go have pasta. I'm going to go have uh, fun at the trampoline park for four hours with my kids. <laughs> you know, whatever that looks like, there's a way to build strategies around lifestyle that don't require you to take the hit for your diabetes. Does that make sense? I hope that does. And like, let's just get real with, with life for a second. We're all taking hits in some capacity, right? There is some level of suffering we must endure because we have an autoimmune disease. I've had to accept that. And for me, that was a difficult thing to accept for a while. I thought I could just ignore it and pretend it didn't exist. But once you've gone past the acceptance, now it's starting to look at how do I avoid suffering that is unnecessary, right? Where am I forcing myself into a place where I'm choosing to take the hit that is unnecessary? Do I have to be low carb? No. Would I be low carb if I weren't diabetic? No. Then why am I low carb, right? And I'm not just attacking low carb, the same thing for vegan, for keto, for carnivore, for paleo, for uh, if it fits in your macros, like whatever style of eating you have, start asking yourself these questions. Is this what I want in life? Or is it just to try to make diabetes happy? Am I just taking the hit, the fall for diabetes? Is there a better way? I hope that makes sense. And I hope you find that encouraging as well. I don't mean this as like, you're taking the hits, you're taking the falls, you're suffering unnecessarily and it's your fault. While that is true, right? It is our fault because we make our own decisions. I'm not blaming you. And I hope you don't blame yourself either, but rather see this as a moment of redirecting your life, right? I had to reach a point in both situations where first I recognized I was taking the fall for my diabetes by not taking care of it. That was my first step 
I'm not taking care of my diabetes because I want to live my life. And I was like, ooh, I should take care of my diabetes if I want to have a life to live, right? I realized that, yes, I can travel and play sports now, but shoot, 10 years from now, ignoring my diabetes or at least just not taking care of it in the best way I can could put me in a position where maybe I can't travel. Maybe I can't play sports. Maybe I lose my vision, a leg, an organ, right? It gets scary. So instead, I flipped the other direction. And I said, oh, I'm not going to take the hits my health side. I'm going to take the hits on my quality of life side. And I restricted everything. I said, okay, I'm going to keep everything nice and tight and controlled so I can be healthy. But then it was like, but if I'm healthy and miserable, <laughs> what good is that, right? So you have to find the balance between getting your systems in place to have the healthy blood sugars and then being brave enough to experiment with those systems to push past the limits that you've imposed on ourselves, right? to get to a place where we have quality of life, which is the balance between health and happiness. And that's what I want for you is that balancing point. So it starts with asking, where am I suffering unnecessarily so that my diabetes can have a better chance? Because the reality is your blood sugars will cooperate if the proper steps are taken. The only thing you're missing is the correct system. And that system is formula driven. So these are all things that I want you to consider. Just, just take a moment as you wrap up this episode, think over these things. Where am I suffering unnecessarily for my diabetes? Where am I holding it up as I fall down the stairs and ow, 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 take all these beatings because I'm restricting my lifestyle, saying no to fun things, not eating the fun foods that I want to. Where am I restricting these things that have become so ingrained in my habits that I've nearly forgotten that I'm restricting and it just feels like, oh, this is how life is with diabetes, right? Find those things, isolate them, ask yourself, if I didn't have diabetes, would I make a different decision? Find those gaps where you might be holding yourself back, where you might be taking the hits and suffering unnecessarily, and then ask yourself, how can I do this differently? How can I have cake? How can I go for a half marathon run in six months from now, right? And these are some of the things that I asked myself recently. Instead of saying, I could never do a triathlon. I'm signed up for one now. Never in a million years did I have that plan. I did not have any desire to do it. But then I realized that's not off limits, right? Am I just taking hits unnecessarily? Holding up my blood sugars? Oh, a triathlon is going to wreck my blood sugars. It might, right? There's, there's a very real possibility of that happening. But instead, I asked myself, how can I do that? Don't let diabetes hold you back. It doesn't have to, but it can if you let it. I don't want that for you. All right, so a lot of these strategies, we're actually going to be going over uh, how to be more flexible and have more freedom with your decisions as it relates to diabetes in this next month's newsletter. Uh, and if you're unfamiliar with it, it's the Renegade Warriors newsletter. We do things differently. We think about things differently. And we approach diabetes differently. It's a newsletter where I talk about how we make really revolutionary changes and shifts in our diabetes management that allow us to ask these questions. How can I go have pizza? There's a dosing strategy for that. And here's what goes into it, right? If you're not part of that yet, it's a whole community. We've got calls. This thing literally gets shipped to your doorstep. Highly recommend you check it out. Go go to the website, see if it's for you. Uh, you can go get the uh, the address added so we know where to ship it for you at renegadenewsletter.com. 
like I said, this next month, I'm going to be covering this topic more in depth. You know, how can you ask yourself where diabetes is holding you back and then fix it and not be held back, right? So you can have more flexibility and freedom with your foods, with your activities, with your lifestyle, so you can get to a higher quality of life, right? If that's something that you're interested in with diabetes, and if you actually care about finding that balance, happy and healthy, go to renegadenewsletter.com, check it out. I know you'll appreciate it and enjoy it just as everybody else in there does too. So I hope someone was helpful for you guys. Uh, I hope that you truly understand that I care for you. I'm not trying to shame you for this, but I want you to understand that the power is in your hands to make these changes, but you have to start by asking yourself the difficult questions. All right. So uh, let me know below what you guys think about this one, what your thoughts are, what might be holding you back. Let's get real. Let's get vulnerable with each other. Uh, I would love to see your thoughts, your comments below, and I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Have an amazing rest of your week. Go grab that newsletter at renegadenewsletter.com if you haven't yet. I'll catch you guys next time. Keep up the fight.